0: I got you to- As we begin our five hour midnight ride. That's right, five hours all the way to five a.m. in the warm-up show. McMonagle here with you. Paulie Rosenberg still on the other side. There you go. That's how you know. Chris Hess will take over from there. But we got you here on this Wednesday morning where we finally got a little action. And no, I'm not talking about the play-in tournament. We got a little baseball action, a little hot stove action, a little something to talk about, something to delve into, something the fan base's reaction to. It boggles my mind. I'm sorry. I love you. I'm one of you. But you Yankee fans drive me nuts. As the Yankees made a trade, no, not the one we've all been waiting for, the one we're still waiting for, the one that better come or this whole entire offseason is a disaster. We all know that. They have not traded for Juan Soto. Instead, they have traded with the Red Sox. For Alex Verdugo, giving up the great Greg Weissert, Richard Fitz, a right-handed pitcher in the minor leagues, and Nicholas Judas, a right-handed pitcher in the minor leagues, so I'd never heard of him, to be quite honest with you. So, for nothing, they got a left-handed hitter in Verdugo. Those of you baseball fans, you know who Alex Verdugo is. He's been with the Red Sox. He's a average to slightly above-average Major League outfielder. He puts the ball in play. The Yankees are looking for multiple left-handed hitting outfielders. This is exactly what the Yankees and their fans desperately wanted and need. They need more left-handed hitters in this lineup. They need more left-handed outfielders. The Yankees have talked about getting two. This is a guy who's played in Boston, who's played in the big market, who's played in this rivalry, who is a contact hitter who struck out less than 100 times, this year, which in this day and age, amazingly enough, is considered a contact hitter. That's all you need to do. He's about a 280 hitter. This is the exact type of player the Yankees need. The problem is what the problem always is with the New York Yankees until they make the big move. These are the kind of moves that people will think signifies the Yankees shopping at the bargain basement, right? They're, they're, this is them not really going at, now this is the end of Soto, this is the end of possibly Bellinger, this is the end of Big Mar, this is what they're going to do, they're going to trade for guys like Verdugo, this will be the big left-handed bat, they acquire this offseason, it's going to be an underwhelming offseason, Brian Cashman is going to screw us again, and here comes the misery of being a New York Yankee fan, which is laughable! At least the misery part. But here's what I'll tell you. This obviously, for me, is still a good move. The only issue I have with this move is he does not play center field. And unless Jason Dominguez is going to come back earlier than we think... You're, you, you need a half a season of someone playing center field, which I don't think Verdugo's capable of it. He's played center field before in his career, but I do not think he's a good center fielder. I think this means you're going to see a lot of Aaron Judge in center field, which coming off the toe injury, covering all that ground of a center fielder of his size, it's not ideal. You'd like to have gotten a Kiermaier, or we talked about that, obviously, it was a, a major name, or someone who could, you know, step in and play defense in the center field position, so Judge doesn't have to move. But ultimately, besides that, this is the exact type of guy. And you know what? The other thing is he's a little a bit of a, you know, quote-unquote head case. He's been benched a couple of times in Boston for loafing a little bit. They, they maybe had some problems inside the clubhouse with him. You know what? And everyone will go, back, well, Donaldson was the same kind of guy. Donaldson made $25 million and was over the hill. This is a 27-year-old outfielder who's going to be making $9 million this year and is exactly what the Yankees need. And you know what? I have no problem with a little bit of a different guy. Shake things up. And if the Yankee fans hate him for whatever reason because he's a Red Sox and they threw stuff at him and there was an issue with the left field bleacher fans and Verdugo, forget it. Get over it. We all hated Clemens too. I'm sorry. Did you like Johnny Damon the idiot? I didn't particularly love him. Until he came over here and helped us win a world championship. I don't care. He's a Yankee. Now he's wearing a Yankee uniform. I don't care where he was prior. He's a New York Yankee now. But here's what it all comes down to. It all comes down to, if this is the move, it's an out-and-out disaster of an offseason. We know it. The season is predicated on particularly one thing. Two things overall, but particularly one thing. It's Juan Soto. Right? Yamamoto's the next name, the Yamasoto offseason. Now with Verdugo, I called it the uh, Yamasodugo offseason. That's how clever I am. But you're looking for Juan Soto, and the rumors are this is not going to stop the trying to go get Juan Soto. That's what this is all about. If If this trade was made a week after the Juan Soto trade, we're all feeling better about it. But we all fear. As Yankee fans, we fear what's happened the last couple of off-seasons. We fear the kicking of the tires. We fear the naming of names. We fear the, oh, we're in the mix for this one. We're, we're aggressive in this one. Even last year, the famous words of, we're not done after signing Rodon. That's what we fear as New York Yankee fans. We fear that Brian Cashman and Hal Steinbrenner doesn't want to spend the money and that this is the kind of move that they'll try and sell us on, that Verdugo train, we figured something out in them change of uh, scenery, Verdugo will be even better here with the left-handed, with a porch and that left-handed swing, and and we're all terrified that Verdugo's going to be the guy. I, I don't believe that's what's going to happen. And you've already heard it's going to intensify, intensify hopefully tonight, hopefully tonight I am breaking the Juan Soto news, hopefully tonight. Because they are on top of it. Apparently, you listen to Andy Martino, obviously uh, Curry with the Yankees' uh, hot stove tonight that was on at 10 o'clock at night. They've talked about the, uh, the intensification of these trade talks, and they have to go do it. Because the Yankees have been, if you paid attention, right? And what's the difference, Chris? What's the difference between the last few years when they have been just kicking the tires and they don't make the big move? A lot of things. Right, A lot of things. One, typically, those last few years where they've done that, they finished with 95, 99-plus wins and are coming off a postseason run as opposed to an 82-win season, one of the worst they've had in 40 years, if not the worst they've had in 40 years. But if you've listened, this this is either going to be, for as uneventful as these couple of days at the winter meetings have been, if you watch... If you've been paying attention, if you've listened to the interviews, if you've watched the Yankee hot stove, if you've seen Mike, uh, you know uh, uh, Boone talk on MLB radio and the videos that are out about him and the videos that are out with Brian Cashman, this is either going to be the greatest offseason that makes us all feel better about being Yankee fans and all of us feel better about general manager Brian Cashman or it's going to be the ultimate kick in the junk slapping the face-off season because they have never, as much as they've been arrogant after seasons, as much as they have tried to talk about their process and what they believe in and how it's just the injuries and they're closer than everybody thinks and this and that, they have never been. From, from the GM meetings a few weeks ago where Cashman was screaming and cursing and yelling and fighting with you and fighting with the media, from that moment on, they have never been more... Arrogant, more cavalier, and more willing to talk about names and open about what they're willing to do more than this year. They talk about Juan Soto like he's already here. They never do that. I know I'm not the first to mention this, but it's obvious. You watch Brian Cashman talk. You watch Aaron Boone talk. They never Juan Soto is not even a free agent. He is a member of the San Diego Padres. He is not available. He is under contract with another organization. And the Yankees are openly talking about him, what kind of player he is. This is a typical, hey, he's a San Diego Padre. You know, we'd love to acquire him. Anybody would. He's a great player. That is typical the way these questions get answered. We all know they're trying to make the trade, but they don't openly flout it and talk about it the way they have done with Juan Soto this offseason and during this time period. They are openly gushing. They are openly gushing about Juan Soto and how he could impact this lineup. And then Yamamoto, to go on top of it, the, the – the apple of everybody's eye, Juan Soto. You hear all oh, nine, ten teams, eleven. Don't buy it, don't buy it at all. Juan Soto is the New York Yankees, and maybe, maybe one or two teams, maybe the Toronto Blue Jays if they're not in, a, if they don't get Otani. Maybe a handful of teams. It's the Yankees' deal to make Yamamoto. On the other hand, that's everybody's. I mean, starting pitching this off season has become what everybody wants, and he is the prime. Prime, big name that everybody wants. I mean, everyone's attached to him. If the Dodgers don't get Ohtani, they're going to give him a a ton. The Mets are clearly in on it. The Yankees are in on it. I mean, everyone possible. You're hearing that the number could exceed Cole's contract of $320-plus twenty plus million At the beginning of this thing, it was around $200. it has been up to $100 million over the last week. That's how much talks about him have intensified. That's how much people think of him. And yet the Yankees are telling people that they're in a great position for him. According to Bob he they're telling everybody, we feel great about our standing with Yamamoto. We feel there's a belief that he wants to be a Yankee, that he loves the pinstripes. This is these are things that I know they kick the tires and I know they're involved in this conversation and that involved in that conversation but they never openly talk about a player who's under contract the way they have about Jan, uh, about Juan Soto. They never never Brian Cashman flew to Japan and sat in the front row on the same night they celebrated the 98 champion team and went to Japan and watched the no-hitter, and now they're telling people that they're supremely confident in where they stand in Yamamoto, knowing it's 260 minimum. That's what it sounds like now, 250, 260 minimum to get Yamamoto. And yet still, you're hearing this, and you watch Cashman and Boone, they seem so comfortable and, and laid back and relaxed. They are either a group knowing that this owner is finally ready to pony up A group knowing that they are really the best match for Juan Soto and are on the five-yard line of a deal. They are a group that knows Yamamoto wants to be a Yankee, wants the smoke, wants the prestige, wants the stage. Unlike Otani who wants to do everything to hide as best he can. Yamamoto wants it, and they feel like they have a good chance at him. These are all things that are going to happen, or it is going to be set up for the all-time gut punch, worst offseason following the worst season ever. It's going to be either celebratory to the point where every Yankee fan will change their tune and be forced to about the owner, about the GM, about the manager, about everybody, or it is going to reinforce the disaster that this franchise has become on an epic level. And I know that they know that that would be the case. Like they have they can't allow this to be this where they openly talk about Juan Soto and names are released and the deal is this close and have it slip through their fingers only to sell us on on Verdugo. Like it can't happen. It can't happen. So go get Juan Soto. Make it tonight. Yeah, and and that's the other thing—the the idea of Verdugo being involved in the trade. Now, I don't know if that really is plausible because they're looking a salary dump. They they want to include Trent Grisham in the trade to get his money off the books. Are they going to take nine million dollars for one year of Verdugo to try and what sell their fan base that they're trying and replaced Juan Soto with Alex Verdugo? I I don't know if I don't know if that's a fit. It's plausible because it is a little bit of a stretch to fit as a Yankee, considering he doesn't play center field. And that's, you know, as much as you need left-handed contact hitters, you'd like a center fielder. But I don't know if it fits necessarily with 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 what San Diego's looking to do. But that none of this matters. This trade doesn't matter. How he impacts the team doesn't matter. This is a nice little over. This is a nice little secondary move to get another left-handed hitter in the lineup. This is about one thing. And if the Yankees don't do it, they're not the Yankees anymore. And I will stop. You will, I know all you people, you think I'm this Brian Cashman chill. i do anything for Brian Cashman. I won't. Right now, I have no problem with how he's handled it. It is negotiating. There's nobody else really who fits as well as they do. They don't want to give up King and Thorpe, their top prospect, and obviously Michael King, who emerged as what could be a top of the rotation starter with the way he pitched down the stretch last season. If they don't want to give those guys up, I have no problem negotiating. That's his job. Brian Cashman's job is to go get the best deal. But as much as I might not like it, as much as they might not like it, it is better than no deal. They cannot allow Juan Soto to go anywhere else. It is the entire offseason. Yama Soto. Emphasizing the Soto. So that's where we are. And we're waiting with bated breath. I'm refreshing my Twitter at every second. I have Chris monitoring the situation. He's going to let me know the minute anything happens. Because I do think... They are right there wanting to make this deal right now. The Verdugo thing makes me think that action is happening. Finally, here. We'll get into the Mets and what they need. And obviously, they're in Verdugo. And the little comment that Cashman made about the Mets and their owner. We'll get to that, as well as obviously the Knicks getting blown out in the play tournament. And of course, what would a show be without talking about Aaron Rodgers and Zach Wilson and the debacle that is the Jets franchise? So we'll get to all of it. But we start with your Yankee calls. If you have a problem with Verdugo, let me know because you're being silly. You're not thinking this through. All you're doing is, this is this is typical Yankee fan stuff. We need left-handed hitters who make contact. We need left-handed hitters who make contact. Wait a minute, not Verdugo. Do you really want left-handed hitters who make contact or you just want great players? Figure it out. Because if you just want great players, fine, Wait for wait for Soto. And don't get hung up on Verdugo. But if you really are the kind of fan base that claims you're smart and Brian Cashman laughs at you and Brian Cashman doesn't understand they need left-handed hitters and all these strikeouts and, well, he just gave you a left-handed hitter who hits 280 and puts the ball in play. But he played for the Red Sox. He's not Juan Soto. 877-337-6666. McMonigle here with you on the fan. We got you until 5 o'clock. Plenty to do. All the way till 5 a.m. in the warm-up show, 877-337-6666. McMono here with you here on the overnights, right here on The Fan.